1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
0: The Bugle presents The Last Post with
1: Alice Fraser.
2: Posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today is the 13th of April of the year 2020, and happy Easter Monday to Christians, chocoholics and rabbit fans all over the world. May the hiding places in your homes and lawns serve as the place's good old Easter bunny decides to dispose of the evidence of his massive Easter heist, and may you be the fence for a man-sized monster rabbit's annual chocolate theft. Also, more importantly, may the horrific pagan symbolism pass by your children for another year, lest you have to explain about spring, sex, the birds, bees, bunnies, and how they bang each other while in awkward quarantine. (laughs) Happy birthday today to the famous failed revolutionary Guy Fawkes, whose plan to explode the British Parliament with dynamite has led to the colloquial use of the term, let's blow that guy, in clubs all over the world. Also, happy birthday today to Catherine de' Medici, who was famous for, apart from murdering Huguenots... Introducing to France the garden pea pasta, parmesan, and the dinner fork. I don't know how they had a sweet pea pasta with a fork before that.
0: The dinner fork, right?
2: The dinner fork.
0: What do they use before? Just a. They just a put their finger,
2: three, three of their fingers, and as prongs, and just right. speared them into whatever food they were trying to eat.
0: Right, interesting.
2: Welcome back to the show, Mr Andrew Zaltzman, returning triumphantly from his stadium tour of his television show that was such a success, uh, Empty Stadiums, where he toured around empty stadiums looking at how empty they were, led to this wonderful live stadium tour, which unfortunately, due to the coronavirus lockdown, has meant uh, another tour of essentially the same empty stadiums. Andy, how do you feel about that?
0: Well, I mean, I felt it it very much kept the spirit of the TV series that proved so popular and and led then to me being booked (laughs) to do the the stadium tour and you know the ticket sales if you look look at them as a as a percentage extremely healthy
2: (laughs) coming up today we'll be talking all the latest from the uk labor party but first some headlines In the news today, the news last week that royal protection officers for lesser royals have had their firearms replaced by tasers has sparked massive protests. The new stun guns have now been rolled back and all royals will be protected now by a ragtag bunch of mercenaries, each with his or her own special weapons and skills, including bow staff, shuriken, poison, passive aggression and full-sized medieval cast iron cannon. Each minor royal will be allowed to have a cool name for their own protection squad.
0: The Duke of Cumberland's got his own water machine gun. He uh, he got it. Uh, I mean, there's rumours that he broke the uh, the lockdown to go to his local garage and buy it. But you know,
2: I guess yes, uh, times. apparently Meghan Markle is just deploying toxic family members. <laughs> And reports are emerging after a tiger tested positive for coronavirus about a week ago that after breaking the animal to human barrier and then the human to animal barrier, the novel coronavirus is now infecting inanimate objects. A couch, a dildo, and a police helmet have all been seen sweating and denying symptoms. Authorities advise not touching anything and regularly sanitizing things until and unless hand sanitizer also catches the disease. That's all the time we have for your headlines because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now because advertising is the only art sector that is still hiring. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Nish Kumar's Get Jacked Fridge Food Diet. Only eat things you can grab with your hands from the open fridge until the beeping noise sounds or your partner shouts at you to get away from the f***ing fridge. Grab a baby bell and a fistful of grapes. Watch the pounds melt away. Then close the fridge and do some lunges until your next meal. Nish Kumar's Get Jacked Fridge Food Diet. Food that's good, either chilled by the fridge or warmed by the light of the fridge. And Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Even if you don't know how much a peck of pickled peppers is, you can probably presume it's quite a lot. If you've just eaten a peck of pickled peppers and your mouth is still burning from the vinegar and probably spices, try rinsing it out with half a glass of water. Half a Glass of Water is the preferred choice of Peter Piper and other celebrity tongue twisters, including She Who Sells Seashells, The Seashells Lady, Stanley the Woodchuck Chucking Woodchuck, Fuzzy Wuzzy the Bear, and Andrew Cuomo, the Governor of Unique New York. Half a Glass of Water, spoken by Alice Fraser for the Cool Tongues Warm Hearts Association of Literate Linguists. Half a Glass of Water won't make you any better at tongue twisters. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Wonder Product. Get some or it now. Or subscribe. Find it in the aisle or online, probably. Wonder Product. The website starts with www.wonderproduct. I wonder what it or they is.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: The last post.
2: Now it's time for your top story, UK Labour news. Andrew Zaltzman, you are in the throbbing heart of the UK Labour movement. What's going on?
0: Uh, yes, well, I'm in the throbbing heart of all UK movements um, with my unique position in in, in contemporary society. And um, <laughs> well, it's been an interesting time for the for the Labour Party. Their new leader uh, Keir Starmer has been somewhat hamstrung by this uh, current ongoing crisis. But he gave an impassioned speech yesterday. Uh, His first sort of major speech as the leader of the Labour Party in which he slammed the government for all the things they would have been doing or would have not been doing were the entirety of politics not taken over by the virus. Now, the government responded to Starmer's speech by claiming that they wouldn't have been doing or not doing many of the things Starmer accused them of doing wrongly and or wrongly not doing. And the things that they, in fact, would have been doing, they would have been doing right. Both sides (laughs) then threw some economic (laughs) figures at each other that uh, they'd made up for how the economy would have been doing, had it not been doing as it is doing, an independent Mm -hmm. think tank criticised both sets of figures and say the truth lay somewhere in between. Everyone then took a deep breath and said, ah, that was fun, wiped a tear from their eyes and got back to the serious business of pretending they knew what the f*** to do about everything and anything. (laughs) So interesting times for uh, for, uh, Labour. And the Liberal Democrats, they have postponed their leadership election until, um, well, I think it's now going to happen as soon as anyone, anywhere asks what happened to the Liberal Democrats, do they still exist? And that will be <laughs> trigger phrase that then leads to them thinking that maybe they do still exist, and then obviously the next logical step is to elect a, a real or hypothetical leader. Currently, uh, there are rumours that the Liberal Democrats have ten rotating leaders doing an hour each
1: a day, just
0: like, sitting by the computer checking emails in... Um, 60-minute sessions from 9 to 5, and then the other two on a kind of rotation, splitting the evening and night shifts just to make sure that the computer doesn't shut down. So, um, yeah, both of the uh, the main opposition parties uh, are uh, yeah going through interesting um, times of change.
2: I mean, it sounds like uh, what they would call in the business a bit of a shit show, Andy.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, that is, uh, I think, really how history will summarise the year 2020 i mean the way history is is going because there are more and more years now history has to get more and more condensed in terms mm-hmm. of uh, and economical with words in how it describes those years because there's so, so many of them now that if you write everything you want about each year <laughs> then history just continues expanding exponentially so uh, i mean the international society of historians are rumored to be you know Possibly within ten years, they will impose a maximum one-phrase summary of all years, and a bit of a shit show is currently the hot <laughs> favourite for twenty twenty.
2: I think the essential problem for all politicians right now is that they simultaneously have to suggest that people vote and you know get out and vote, but also at the same time say please stay home. So there's a there's a contradiction at the heart of their very program. Well,
0: well, there is a contradiction, but at the same time, it's very much the politician's dream scenario. Come true, really. That um, and we saw this with the, the, in the Tony Blair years. That you know his great triumph was not winning elections, but making so much of the public so bored with politics that uh, in the end he only needed about 22% of them to vote for him to to win a whopping great majority. So this is really the ideal. I mean, I think for political leaders, the dream. Is the illusion of democracy and the reality of autocracy. So if you can, you know, say to people you really should vote, and then say, <laughs> well, actually, I mean, you can't. You know, it's not me saying this; it's the virus. Then really, that's the absolute, absolute peak. I mean, it has led to some developments clearly around the world. New parties are emerging. In in Britain, we've had the populist anti-virus party. very much a one-issue party. Which opposes this and all other viruses, but it may then mutate into something else. We've seen that before, obviously with uh, with UKIP. Uh, we have the Free the Free Markets Party, which proposes unregulated free market economics to deal with the current crisis, and whose modelling suggests that were their policies to be put in place, it would result in the world actually being 22% richer. Per capita, on average, after the coronavirus crisis has passed, albeit with 40% fewer inhabitants, and with the 1% who were so railed against in the last economic crisis now streamlined to just 0.27%, who collectively between them would own 99.2% of the world's money <laughs> yeah. and 98% of the world's people, and that's very much what we fought the Cold War for. So, uh, and, and of course, I should mention the celebrity party that. Uh, uh, well, rumoured, I say, to be uh, in uh, in the offing, in which all of Britain's celebrities jo- joining together to to form a, a party that the country can can believe in. I mean, it's really just an extension of recent global political trends to elect people not based on their skills, experience, wisdom, insight, vision, and humanity. Because, uh, but because you look at them and say, I've seen him on the telly before. He must be good. And <laughs> I mean, some people have criticised this as a way of conducting politics, but it's really just getting back to the basics of human political society. If you think about it, ancient Greece, Agamemnon, celebrity, Pericles, celebrity, ancient Britain, Bodicea, celeb, Egypt, Pharaoh actually means celebrity and hieroglyphics, and you don't get much <laughs> more celebritarian than Cleopatra. Uh, Julius Caesar, celeb, Henry VIII, celeb, Pope Boniface IV, celeb, in his time, uh, more recently Churchill, Lincoln, Mandela, Gandhi, celebs, Napoleon, such a celeb that even went to a special island. I mean, I could go on. Some people say these people were. The
2: ultimate Instagrammers, the pharaohs, they knew their angles, three quarter profile. They knew how important cats were for getting uh, views and clicks and likes.
0: They were thousands of years ahead of their time. Um, And some people say these people were celebrities because they were rulers rather than the other way around, but it's very much a chicken and egg situation. And uh, for me, you just smash them all up into some meaty (laughs) omelette.
2: Of course, there is another story that's been breaking recently, which is uh, the conspiracy theories. I wasn't going to cover this in the headlines, but conspiracy theories about 5G causing coronavirus have led both to a number of football fans tearing down 5G towers, and also a number of extremely um, conspiracy-minded and also gullible people worshipping 5G towers in order to put themselves on side with our soon-to-be 5G overlords.
0: Well, we've seen this all before. Uh, There's been a lot of uh, comparisons with the uh... 1918 Spanish flu epidemic as it's called and uh, then people blamed it on on landlines and there were you know vigilante attacks <laughs> on uh, on ordinary telephones and that actually led to the development of the, the the kind of curly cable because that was harder to cut than a than a straight cable so it actually gave uh, some and also they could you know, present the science that the curls in the cable made it harder for diseases to be transmitted <laughs> yeah. through through telephones because of the physics. They, the centrifugal force caused by the virus going around and around and around would eventually fly off before it got through the headset into your ear. No so, technology um, has
2: truly embodied the battle between uh, pro technology and anti technology as much as the telegraph, though, which contained within itself the argument that it should stop.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I'm, pretty much every, uh, I'm pretty sure when the carrier pigeon was invented that uh, that <laughs> caused a plague, but <laughs> we, we just don't know.
2: Is there any other news in British politics right now?
0: Well, the Picts, Alice, obviously you know, we've, we, we've talked about this, this fascinating phenomenon in modern British life, the, uh, the, the community of the, the Picts. It turns out that um, they are immune to the virus due to the use of woad. Um, mm, some mm, scientists it woad provides an antiviral coating, which is why you know, the Romans, when they invaded here, had to to fight battles against them rather than just wait for viruses to to emerge. <laughs> uh, as a result of uh, this research into woad being creating immunity donald trump has ordered 350 million kids face painting kits to distribute to americans (laughs) and as follows his plan last week to make everyone eat a smoked mackerel enchilada after he overheard someone saying they might cure you of all known diseases so um, (laughs) it'd be very interesting actually that you know the pits obviously somewhat socially marginalized since their their emergence that you know if they provide a way out of this current crisis that could be a a key phase in um, integrating them into mainstream society
2: there is some hope that, with uh, housing prices plummeting in the wake of the virus, they might be able to return to their ancestral underground uh, London abodes, which were uh, yes. so recently gentrified them out of their own homes. Well, so that might be a I good mean, outcome for society. Yes, I mean,
0: there w- There's clearly going to be some good outcomes and uh, a lot of really f- shit outcomes. But I mean, let's let's uh, let's let's just aim. I mean, I, I think we should just go out at eight eight o'clock one night and clap the pits just for the hell of it.
2: <laughs> we'll just put a put a splash of woad on. Get your woad on, as they say.
0: You can't use it undiluted. But If you use woad undiluted, it can corrode the skin. So uh, the suggestion is you dilute it with um, a quantity of water, approximately around about one hundred and thirty millilitres. So, <laughs> unit you recommend?
2: I thought you were going towards uh, corrode the skin, but you got me there. With... <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> That's all we have time for for your top story right now, because now it's time for your letters to the editor. Remember, you can send a letter to the editor at, at somethingelse.com. Dear Alice and Other Voice from the Other World. I think that's you, Andy. I don't know Hello. what they're saying about Other World. No, no idea. Will you please harmonise and sing the spelling of A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E to the tune of the Mickey Mouse Club theme song, yours, Van in Nevada. <laughs> So alliterative with one L is my social media handle. I don't know if I know the Mickey Mouse Club theme song. I wasn't I wasn't allowed to watch T V as a kid.
0: I knew um, Club Mickey Mouse, which was pretty violent actually as songs go. <laughs> Very much anti cartoon. There was a kind of strong religious feeling against cartoons when they came out and it um, got got a bit violent.
2: A L I T R A T I V E, I think. I think that's it. I don't know if That'll I'm do. Yeah. Right. I hope that's helped you, Van in Nevada. Um, (laughs) I hope that has served whatever purpose you wanted it to serve. (laughs) That's all we have time for for your letters right now because uh, it's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Please subscribe so you can automatically download every episode every day, listen to it every day or listen to it once a week. I don't really care. Once it's downloaded, we have our stats. The Last Post is a something else Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. Your co-host today was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. Andy, have you got anything to plug?
0: Uh, yeah, well, I um, I recorded a stand-up special I recorded it on the 31st of December 2019, a New Year's Eve uh, stand-up special, and it's uh, being released on all the usual channels um, tomorrow. It's entitled Take That Mother Nature You've Been Owned, and it's really a show all (laughs) about uh, how the human race has completely triumphed over the natural world and how we've basically now got everything sorted and under control, and that is being sold at a 95% discount on the planned price. (laughs)
2: Okay, look that up online. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at patreon.com slash Fraser for my occasional blogs or to subscribe for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.
1: The fertility doctor Jan Karbat was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumours circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman and I've been investigating what happened in Karbat's clinic. It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from Something Else, coming on March 18th